SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. On SAFM. Continuing in the context of children, children's development and sensory play, Ms. Candice Dupree, who is the founder of Sensible Play, is on the line. A very critical stage of children and their development is their facility to play and they're indeed being encouraged and allowed to play. Good evening, Candice. Thank you so much for your time. Talk Good to evening. us about the importance of children being allowed to be. Well, good evening again, and thank you for having me, and good evening to your listeners. Um, I think, you know, it's it's such a crucial part of, of a child growing up, and um, especially more now than ever when our, our kids are growing up with technology. Um, you know, this new generation dead, they're kind of born with technology, and we're finding a generation that's forgotten how to play, and, and not just play on a TV game, but actually be outdoors, sensually play, you know, understand what it is to walk barefoot on grass, um, play in the sand, play in mud, climb a tree. Those are things that are, are you know, the more we, we move away because of security reasons into complexes and we lose touch with the outdoors, um, it's, it's imperative that we find ways of, of bringing back the century play into our child's lives. And I think we, we saw that in COVID as well now. A lot of what you say is needed, is being taken away by a function of safety and security, but also in terms of how the economy functions. Well, I don't have to cook today. I can just get debonairs. So we sit on the couch and wait for debonairs. Whereas in the old days, and I'm sure it still happens in many homes. I know it does, but probably concerningly less and less than it would have been where the father and the mother and the child would be together in the kitchen or in the garden preparing if it's not the bride baking or cooking together not only does it take care of the bonding aspect but also the development that you are speaking of in terms of sensible play that's it yeah absolutely um yeah i think i think there's a whole family dynamic that's a different discussion um but i think just in terms of play like let's go back to something as simple as gardening um you know where the child is allowed to actually um do a simple activity like taking the spade and digging a hole it, you won't believe the amount of fine motor activity and neurons, um, so, so connections in the brain that that involves. Um, so it's really going back to basics. And um, in a lot of ways, we've lost that. So our, our um, mission is to empower um, parents and caregivers to bring back that element that they're missing in, in their lives through, through play. Let's talk about the importance of what you are advocating for in relation to trying to detect any problems with the child. I use that term advisedly because we don't want to use alarmist yeah. language, but nonetheless, yeah. there are neurological challenges that children Absolutely. might have that can only be expressed through the ability or inability to play, and that can only be known at the point where a child is being exposed to what one is being encouraged to do and they're and therefore struggling, just as much as speech is encouraged by having children being among other children. And all of these things of being at one, if you like, with the environment and nature, how it specifically speaks to the development health-wise and physical development of a child. And being robbed of that, it takes that much longer then to detect some of these otherwise interventable, the word is, some of these conditions through early intervention can be taken care of, yeah? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you know it's not only saying picking up so so some developmental challenges, but I um you know for example if if we don't deal with tactile development sensory development early on, you're going to get sensory deprived adults that are actually incapable of working in an environment where noise, light, um you know holding a pen, um certain certain colors, uh things become impossible for them. So it's how do we how do we cope how do we equip our children when they're young already with the with the skills and with those developmental milestones that they need. I think think for some of the things that you were talking about in terms of um, you know picking it up early or, or something like and it's not necessarily a it's it's not a. Um, a challenge that you would pick up in a child, but it's certainly what sensory play also does is it builds critical thinking skills. It allows the child to problem solve. And um, that's one of the skills we need for this this 21st century or fourth industrial revolution. Um, so, you know, many parents think, oh, well, sensory play, you know, um, yes, they can, they can pick up a pen, they can write, but it's far more than that. Um, and and it really is from the minute your child opens their eyes, you know, um, the the you the, you touch their skin, you um, expose them to to finger paint, um, to music. That is all sensory play and play, excuse me. And that is all developing things like language, their motor skills. It's it's assisting in the brain in developing connection and, like I said, critical thinking, which is a valid, a valuable skill for the future. You talked about music and the value of music, just good old music, particularly classic music. It yeah, has been proven absolutely. to help intervene, especially where elderly persons, for instance, start experiencing Alzheimer's yes. or young people, otherwise yes. a trauma to their head. The value yes. of music in developing the sensory nerves within the brain that speak then to memory, that speak to speech and ultimately Correct. balance and all of those things. So for the parents out there who are not necessarily not doing these things because they don't want to do it, but who could be missing out simply because they're not that much aware, how do you speak to them to be more alive, if you like, to the ways well, in which one can yeah. develop one's child? <clears throat> Yeah, I, th- I think you, you just hit the nail on the head there. It's not that parents don't want to. It's that parents are often not empowered to. They don't actually know. So I think simple things like um, if they've got a baby, um, just at night, take a nail brush. And, you know, not, not a hard scrub, but, but a, light, a light scrub on, on, their, on their feet, on their legs. Um, you know, that, that's something as simple as that. It's tactile against the skin. You know, blow bubbles. Let them feel the bubbles pop. Um, for toddlers, finger paint, um, simple thing. If people don't have gardens, get a tray, get cornstarch, cocoa, and mix the two up, and voila, you've got you've got mud. Um, so, so you know, it's something it's something simple as that. Um, finger painting, great activity for toddlers. Music. We've just spoken about music. Um, let them put put music on and I'm not talking I'm not talking here about A C D C um you know, some Bach, some light classical. But give them some musical instruments that they can a, a simple thing like a tambourine or a, a triangle where they can start feeling the rhythm and connecting what they're hearing. And if parents are overwhelmed by all of this, you know, that's why we here. We have developed kits and boxes um to empower the parents to to do this at home. So um, 
we we're an extension extension of that and, and certainly here to assist parents the nordic school model or the nordic yes. model in education is all about play how That's much it. then of that could be important and imported to the South African model of education, where your preschools, your primary schools, as well as your high school, invest in what in my time was called PT, physical training, for the purposes of facilitating this kind of training and development that sitting in the classroom and listening to an instruction will not speak to. Yeah. So I think the big thing there is, and and this is a hot topic at the moment, because of what what role does technology play? as well. But if you just talk about some of the Nordic stuff and the role of, of play, um, if we go back down into the basics again, so if we look at a typical classroom, um, and let's just take a preschooler, let's take a grade R child at the moment, um, they are not made to sit in front of a, a book, um, a teacher. You know what I mean? They are busy children, um, and that's, that's just innate. Um, so bringing back things and what the Nordics do very, very well is what we call project-based learning, um, inquiry-based learning, where it's not so much about the outcome, but it's more around the output. It's more around how the child got to that answer. Um, you know, if, for example, they wanted to go and do, I don't know, something on bugs, um, they go and, and um, explore that topic. But it's all about rotating the classroom, not about just sitting stationary at a desk. And very often, a lot of what the Nordics do as well is is that. So they would have five or six different stations of which technology may be one essence of that, where they would have 20 minutes of screen time and they wouldn't spend the whole day in front of technology. Um, so it, it forms it forms this, this holistic circle where it's all about inquiring, inquiring the mind. Um, Building those those um, critical skills, and I think that's look again. We're talking about an education system here where I know MEC Le Sufi has you know has tried his best from a matric point of view to put in technology into classroom to try bridge these gaps. Um, so we've taken an essence out of the Nordic system in terms of technology, but what we're forgetting about is once you know you're trying to fix math at a matric level. Um, but really, maths is built at the age of two, three in patterns, which is which comes back down to senshi play. You know, have the, it's about threading. It's about um, you know um, taking that marble and bo- doing rolling patterns through paint. That's where our math skill starts. So I think I think the other things that the Nordic countries have done really well is that they have a strong ECD foundation. Um, where they are bringing in these these skills that I've spoken about from a really early stage, sure. and it's a solid curriculum. So, so I think that's something. If we're going to change the education space in our country, it needs to start at the early years, not just waiting till you know grade one for formal education, or certainly matric when we're trying to now do remedial education. Um, so, those would be my my takeaways. Fantastic. Let's leave it there. Thank you so much then, Ms. Candice Dupree, the founder of Sensible Play, talking to us about the development of children through play and its importance. After this very short sting, in fact, we're going to be talking to the sponsors of Brave Next Generation. We finally have winners of a campaign. We have flighted three or four times already this year. Ms. Debucho Monongo, second year pharmacy student at Northwest University, as well as Ms. Vanessa Samuels, PhD candidate at the University of Cape Town.